Now, Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. We are speaking with the one and only Doug Pinnock of King's X. The new album, Joy Bomb, is available now. And uh, it's got a great video on there, by the way, for the first single. Just fun as all heck. Uh, it's uh, really well done. And uh, Doug, uh, as we say here, in my, by the way, it's, it's Key Changer is the song. It would help if I told people the song, wouldn't it? Uh, <laughs> uh, as we say here in Montreal, uh, bonjour, how are you? Hello, I'm doing great. We, we, bienvenue. So there, there is so much to talk about. I mean, obviously with the pandemic and stuff, you probably had some extra time to write, but you are a prolific songwriter. That that is what you do. Um, talk to me about how you approach songwriting, because you've got so many that you go over and you do uh, the project with Eric Gales. You've got the uh, KXM. You've got King's X. You've got. I mean, you don't stop. No, I love to write songs. I always have. And when I finally realized it and I finally got like Pro Tools and, you know, uh, Superior Drummer and all that kind of stuff, I just went nuts like a like a painter who was given a whole bunch of paint and he's told he can just do this for a living. And uh, so that's what I do. You know, Um, there's never a downtime or uptime. It's just I write when I feel like it. Some days I'll just I feel like writing a song, and some days I'll be busy doing other things. Uh, a lot of times I don't remember when I write a song, or or even like I'll write parts of songs and uh, come back to it a month later after I've written three more songs and finished them, and then go back another place and go, oh, wow, I forgot about that song. Let me go back to it. So. I'm kind of scattered. I have ADD and I'm dyslexic. So my hard drive has, I have songs in there that I don't even know what they are. Every now and then I just pull screens up and go, what, what was this one? And I pull it up and go, wow, I forgot. I even, Did I write that? You know, it's, it gets that way sometimes. But uh, it's fun. This is the biggest thing that I've learned about songwriting is, is anything that you do, if you really put your heart into it, you should get better at it even if it's the same thing, right? Even, even if it's the exact same thing, that exact same thing should sound unbelievably better 20 or 30 years from that, that, that day you started to do that. And so for me, is I just want to write songs that are good. And the only way you can do that is practice. You so know? what then, so what has changed then in the last 20 or 30 years? Is it, uh, it's it's a deeper depth to to the actual um, lyrics. Is it uh, how you construct them? Have have you gotten better over the last twenty to thirty years? Um, uh, <laughs> only thing I what I feel like I've gotten better at is is I can write a song that has some nice key changes that surprise people quicker than I used to be able to, or uh, I can create songs. Uh, more mathematically in my head instead of just feeling what I feel. So sometimes I just feel something I want to put it down, but then I listen back and I go, well, it's a great feeling that I had, but the song doesn't make anybody else feel anything. And so then I have to start mathematically putting things in the right places to, to move the emotions because music is mathematical. It's a, it's a two way street for me. Right. It's like, I'm very emotional when I make music, but, but we all learn how 
to be emotional, you know, as, as children and mimicking and listening to our parents and people that have been around us. So I'm just kind of emulating all the things that came to me. And I've got a lot of it because I'm a little sponge. I listen to a lot of music and a lot of different genres. And uh, when I went to college for music, I only stayed there for one semester. But the teacher, first thing he said was, uh, if you don't learn anything in this class, this is what you need to learn. Only one thing is all rules in music are made to be broken. Right. And th And that was the thing that, just there was a light switch and that's when i decided no matter what i'm gonna have to put a twist on everything that i write because i can it's made to be broken why not break it you know right. i felt like that's where the adventure is so so even even when i write a real real simple song like uh uh so a little bit of soul or, or something like that you know even that song i was thinking of curtis mayfield you know, and just the simple way he used to sing music. Everything I do is is from from something that inspired me and moved me emotionally. Right. Oh, that's great. Uh, just real quick, uh, folks can pick up your handwritten lyrics at uh, DougNation.net, which is yeah, damn straight. I, I know this stuff. Then <laughs> uh, uh, just real quick, are those? Uh, how can I put this? Are those like photocopies of, of of the written stuff, or do you actually handwrite them for the fan and they get your? I literally, I literally handwrite them for everything. Oh, they get. They get. Uh, I just got another order today from a guy. I think he's from Canada, actually. Nice. And and he wanted a little bit of soul, so uh, I'm gonna write that out after I get in talking to you because I have to go to the post office with a couple other. Uh, lyrics Thanks. that i have written <laughs> and i wish i could share my screen for the fans to see but i mean uh, they're they're in a frame and there's a picture and it's signed it's it's really a, a cool fans thing to to get quite frankly so i love i love calligraphy and my mother could write like yeah. a hallmark card and i and I, I always tried to write like her like a hallmark card but i couldn't do it because that's not my nature yeah you know i'm i'm you know like i said i'm the reckless a, a add person so when i write it's really fancy but sometimes it might not be correct you know what i'm saying it's like i might write two three different ways on the same page just slightly because i'm an emotional writer so you can you can tell what mood i'm in sometimes i'm in a happy mood and it, <laughs> it's it's up and down and when i'm in a sad mood it's slanted a little bit and so i have to turn the i'm left-handed too so i have to turn the page almost paper almost <laughs> upside down sometimes right. to write you have that that, that slanted right right yeah but it's on black paper with 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 uh, white ink that's uh, i yes. love that it looks it really looks what's the word glorious i mean it's just it looks it looks great uh, you know uh, so um for i've known you from the king's x and the kxm and, and mostly hard rock and metal and of course you've got the stuff with uh, with eric gales which which is great too do you see yourself doing other styles of music even as you know here here's the dance record or here's here's the disco record or here's the what a do you want to get into other stuff or do you like just like the hard rock and the heavy stuff and the you know big bass and well i think of that all the time and the thing that stops me from doing doing making a record that's a disco record or a soul record or a gospel record or something is because i've never liked other bands that did that yeah, i okay. always i always wanted to hear exactly what they're doing 
what's in your head and your heart right now. Don't go back and, and I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, everybody has a different thing to right. do. And if some, if people feel like they need to do that, it's okay too. Cause I did a Hendrix album mm-hmm. um, and, and it was all Hendrix stuff. Uh, so I can't say that I, I have to backtrack. I mean, that was maybe I misunderstood myself. Right. Um, the bottom line is um I don't want to because I find more joy in pulling all those things together and try to make a soup that's palatable for everyone to right. listen to or or the people that love what I do because of that. Right. Um, I, I kind of know what I do now. So and I know what, I kind of know what people expect. And and so I deliberately do things, uh, I mean, just to. Uh, because I can, because I write right. so many songs, it's like I'll write a real, real simple song, like like uh, um, a key changer. I mean, the yeah. song's not deep about anything, and and someone complained that it wasn't a deep song. But the point is, it's not a deep song. I want to write a cool song that's not deep. Awesome. People I'm, complain I'm tra- all day long. Yeah, ig- I'm, I'm, ignore I'm the trying- noise. Oh yeah, I do. I'm that's just a good to song title, out. by the way. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I- <laughs> But that's the thing, you know, I'm just going to put music out there and whether people like it or not, they're just going to have to deal with it. And and because at 71 years old, I don't care anymore. Back in the day, it was very important to write those <laughs> hit songs and be a rock star and get the money and and yeah. the record companies and the pushing and all that all that stuff. But now, you know, I could care less about that stuff. I just love making music and whether people buy it or not, I'll always just keep doing it. Cause I'm just thinking, you take that uh, that uh, DP12 and you you put out a funk record with that 12 bass or 12 string going. It, mm-hmm. it would sound pretty. Oh, that'd be pretty happening. Well, only only thing I would do <laughs> if I if I did a funk album with a 12 string uh, bass, I, it would still have a heavy guitar in it. <laughs> right. That's the whole. That's the whole thing about me is like I just like heavy guitar, and no matter what, I mean, even if it's a symphony, I'll have a guitar riff in there somewhere. You know, it's like I just like that aggression. So it's sort of like, you know, it's like it's like you get to a point where you people like a certain thing and they know where to go to get it, and it, and they know people know what I do and they listen to what the music that I make and they know where to get that if that's what they want. Um, I'm not going to kind of go into territories that I'm not comfortable with or that I want to just for the sake no. of doing it. But you're and, breaking the rules. That's what it's supposed uh, to be. Well, I want to break rules in a way that <laughs> takes them all and blends them together. I want to gotcha. make another, you know, yeah, that's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, to, to me, to me, what starts a whole genre of music is somebody having the nerve to go back to ground zero and put their own slant on something. Right. The Be- the Beatles, Hendrix, um, you know, Duke Ellington, you know, you could, I mean, you can go all the way through the whole list, Ray Charles up to the people, you know, Meshuga, but it's all, it's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Meshuga the best. <laughs> Hey, so uh, before before we continue with the, the the joy bomb and the new album and some of the other yeah. stuff that's going on now, I always prepare incredibly for interviews, and I was watching this song. I love so, it. I was watching Collateral Damage, and it's uh-huh. from like 2013 or 2000. Yeah. I, and I had prepped for it then because I interviewed you back then about it, but I forgot how effing good that song was. My <laughs> lord. Yeah, I, in fact, I watched it three times back to back to back because I was like, no, that's too good. I got to watch this again. 
Um, that's of course from the Pinnick Gales, and I can't say the guy's name. Pridgen, Pridgen. Yeah, yeah. We just say PGP. I like that. That's better. Um, <laughs> the last one was in 2014, and as I went back and I looked at all the videos that was for this album and stuff, uh, do you see yourself doing another one? Because Eric Gales is a mother. He is so good. <laughs> he is so good. Um, and that trio is just, it's just perfect. I mean, it really um, is. You know, you never know. Um, every now and then we'll like say, hey man, we should do something again. But yes, nothing, you should. <laughs> no one, no one, no one's ever taken that home yet. It's because all three of us are pretty busy too. And right. Got all kinds of other things going. So, you know, I don't know. Hopefully maybe it'll happen again, but I'm not sure. Oh, that, Cause I would be great. Um, we had some great moments, though, and, and I love those guys. Oh, Actually, it was the first, the first all-black rock band I was ever in. Really? Yeah. All yeah, right, listen, uh, let's do some more, because that's, <laughs> that's that's pretty kick-ass. Um, there, was, there was a difference in the way we played, because there's a there's a little nuance that black people have from comes from the church, and, and I've never played with anybody with that, and I have that nuance. And when yeah. we put it together... And I was kind of surprised because I had forgot, oh, yeah, that that everybody can do this because I've been, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But but fair to say that it, it, it's a kick ass little band that you put there. I mean, that's thanks. Pretty magical. Um, thanks. L let me take you just to, uh, let's uh, let's turn just to remembering for a second. Uh, Marsha Zazula, of course, is oh. credited with with signing you or certainly. Yes had a an important role in your career yes uh, she passed away earlier this year just just quickly uh, talk to me about her Let, let's remember her for what she was just a brilliant lady but she sort of kicked you in the butt and gave you your first start right yes she did yes she did she uh, got our tape um the tape had sam taylor's name on it who was our manager at the time right. and she thought that this was a sam taylor that she knew but it wasn't Right. But she played the tape anyway because she's getting hundreds of tapes every day, and mm -hmm. nobody, you know, they just you know back in the day, you you did get about a hundred cassettes every day, and people, you know, you just didn't get your music heard back in the day, right. and so luck, luckily, she thought it was uh, Sam, and she opened it up and listened to the song, and she really loved the demo. And she went to Johnny and told him about it. And she he was said, like, Johnny, nope. <laughs> no, no, he wasn't into it. Because he, you know, he had just had Metallica and Anthrax right. and Overkill. But she she really talked him into it. And um, to this day, we thank her. We love her to death. Miss her. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah, just just a just a brilliant lady here. And let me let me take you to, to something a little uh, more celebratory in this sense. Uh, in 2006, you went out with Living Color for a little bit. Um, how was that as an, oops, you lost something? Yeah, I was looking for my water, but I, was, I don't know where I had it. So now you see, you got to do like me. I got three of them next to me. Just yeah, in case. I left mine. In the, <laughs> I left mine in the kitchen. I'm okay. <laughs> well, we'll, 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 we'll make it quick. Uh, just quickly talk to me about that experience, about stepping into a veteran band like Living Color with Cult of Personality and all their songs and Vernon Reed, and they got their own thing going. Uh, what was that like to sort of be the replacement guy for the summer? And and it was just uh, uh, ten shows, and it was right. in Europe and at festivals. They were all well, two shows we did 
clubs just to warm up yep. and then the rest of them were festivals in front of about 40 50 000 people uh, no pressure Europe. and uh, <laughs> no pressure. and um it, uh, it was just me and my microphone um it was a lot of fun because i've never been able to go all the way down to the crowd and stand on the fence and scream at them while i'm singing it was like it was sort of like i got to do all those things i watched all those singers do that i've watched for for all my life you know it was fun to be able to get down in the pit in the crowd and sing at them stuff um and and walk every inch of the stage you know which was cool um i never felt i sang well because corey's Corey's voice is uh, a few notches higher than mine, and he yeah. sings in his his natural range is my high range. <laughs> so, so it was it was there were times when I'm going, I got to ad lib, guys. I'm sorry. And um, the cool thing about it was that uh, Vernon said that when I sang, it kind of he said it he saw the songs in a different way. Yeah, I'm when reading I right now. It says that uh, Vernon Reed said that uh, Doug's take on Love Rears is fresh. Etc. 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 So, well, hey. not, not to take away from Corey. Corey's, you know, amazing. Um, so we just uh, we had fun, and I went home, and that was it. I I even have a copy of one of these shows. Um, the soundboard, a beautiful soundboard yeah, that, you're, yes. that you can uh, leak to YouTube later tonight, just so I can <laughs> listen. <laughs> you know, I should start leaking. I've had that thing for twenty years or so. I should leak it. Vernon said I could, so I think about that again. Mm -mm. Yeah, because you know, because the, the the quality of video that I tried to check out was well dubious at at best. Ah, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> this um, was a, this was actually the this the screen the cameras that do the screenshots so you can see people on the big screens in the festivals. Uh, it was a video of, of just that, of just the people on the screen. Yeah, yeah, just the tapes of the people. I mean, I'm sorry. You know when you're, you know when you're playing and you see the the people playing on the big screens and the yeah. side. That's a that's what I'm saying. They, uh, I've got the tape of that. Right, the the sort of board mix tape kind of thing. Right, with nice. the video and everything with the big shots and stuff. So oh, that's well. what I'm trying to say. <laughs> well, there's your project for 2022. Get that put you out. Know, Call Vernon and say, dude, come on, we can make a yeah. few shekels on this. Let's. Yeah, I didn't think of that. I always yes, forget could. about money. So I never think about money. God, I should. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, when you're writing for, for Joy Bomb, and we'll go back to the writing thing for a second, because you do the KXM with Ray Luzier, you do uh, King's X. Is it just the same songs that you write and that you bring to the new project and say, okay, well, this time it's going to... Or do you write differently? Does the solo album have a different approach? Are, are these songs that you just go... King's X can't use this. Eh, KXM can't use. Like, how, how do you decide? No, no, no. I won't. I won't write. I won't take any of my songs to any band except for King's X. Right. Um, all the other bands that I'm in, I just come with a bass and a voice. Really? So and KXM, you don't you don't write anything? No, no. We come in and we just start jamming. We make up parts, and and the prerequisite with uh, KXM is nobody tells the other person what to do whatever you're playing we're going to make it work and that would that's oh. our thing and so ray will start doing a drum beat checking his drums and i'll go do that again a couple times and i'll find a i'll lock into his kick drum and we'll go george can you put something on this and george will go and he'll listen to it for a second and come up with something real bizarre and he'll look at us like oh and we go that's badass and we're just rocking for about five minutes until we lock it in 
then move to the we just that's how we write just we just make it up somebody comes along with something all right hold on that's interesting so how do you record then is it sort of off the off the floor kind of thing or do you sort of work out these songs and say okay now we've got something let's rework it until we get it perfect yeah well here's what we okay. do we'll we will say well, okay we're gonna write a song we'll name it we don't know what it's about we'll put a name on it and uh we'll make up three or four parts and yeah. and then Ray will say, somebody will go, maybe we should make a, a fourth one a little, or maybe a, a fifth sometimes, you know. And we'll come up with these parts, and we'll we'll be real happy with the parts. And our our engineer uh, Chris, he will uh, take, he, we'll play the parts, and he'll take a four measure thing of it, and Ray will come in and cut and paste it till the song makes sense wow. then he then me i'll be hanging out smoking weed and stuff and george will be plunking <laughs> on his guitar and then ray will come out and go okay guys i got us a song and he said come listen to it and we'll listen to all the parts and sing and he'll say doug can you sing on this can you put something to it i go yeah and he says cool and he says numbers four five six whatever song let's go to a new one and wow. it takes us about a week it's so much fun it's so easy. There's no fighting. There's no arguing. You because... can't fight with Ray Luzier. The guy's so incredibly well, nice. The, He's a sweetheart. The, well, I know. The thing is, they <laughs> they are they are so good at what they do. What yeah. have I got to tell them? The only problem with with King's X and me bringing music in is just because I've always written music. And when and when King's X started, I was writing songs. You know, most of them at that time. Well, all of them in the early beginning, and then later the other guys started writing. So. It sort of just turned into what we do, right? You know. Well, you tell Ty, I, I'm the I'm I'm the leader here, and I'll you'll record my songs. That's 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 <laughs> the way not, it works. I'm not, I'm not the leader, and I guarantee you, <laughs> <laughs> no one in our camp will say that. <laughs> Well, you, you have Ty call me. I'll take care of it. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big Cheap Trick fan, and of course, Tom Peterson, the 12-string bass. Let's, let's quickly yeah. talk about the Dog Pinnock DP-12, which I'm staring at here on SchechterGuitars.com. It's a fucking beauty. Sorry for the language, but it, this is gorgeous. I would make love to this guitar. Awesome. Um, I'll watch. Yeah, well, we'll put that on. That'll be another TikTok to put up on. on, on uh, but but talk to me about this because the twelve bay or the twelve string, you, you the regular schmo can't play this. You have to be, you know. Um, talk to me about this instrument. How much it's, input it's do you have hard, in it? It's not a hard thing to play. We were on tour with Cheap Trick on our first album. Sorry. And uh, and Cheap Trick is one of my favorite bands in the world. Growing up in the Chicago area. We always knew about them before I moved away. And uh, and actually, they played in clubs before they got signed. So there's a, a legendary thing happening. And Tom Peterson used to play through two uh, high-watt amps, two twin reverbs, and and two, uh, what was it, two, I forgot what the power amps were, with two subs underneath. So he had uh, two twin reverbs, and then on four uh two four twelve cabinets with a mm -hmm. high watt i think it was and then the bottom in a little club wide open and you just it was just overwhelming and that's where i just went this is this is what i want to do just bass louder than you can you can stand yeah. and um and so we went on tour i got to finally meet him and stuff and uh they were getting ready to walk on stage now, standing on the side of the stage, talking to him. And the music, the lights went down, the music was really gone. And uh, Tom said, dude, uh, 
you should check this out. And he put his bass on me and said, tell me what you think of this. And and being left-handed, I had to put it on upside down. And I went, dude, this is like playing a wonderful Martin 12-string guitar. You know, it just sounded so great. He said, you should get a hold of Schechter and make, make a couple. And I went, okay. And that's kind of what happened. Um, and it's all Tom Peterson. Uh, I have nothing to do with it. Um, the 12-string bass is the four-string configuration. You got the four big strings, and then you got yeah. two strings that are, are in unison but octave higher. And when wow. you play, it just gives you this, this really crystally cool sound. Yeah, it's like, oh, uh, we lost your video. Oh, there you are. You're back. Yeah, are you there? Um, I'm still here. My, it said my battery is low. And so I... Oh, give, wow. give me give me one second. We'll okay, plug in on. for a second, yeah. Because I got a couple more questions. The joy, the, the joy of, of iPhone yeah. interviews, right? Yeah, this is crazy now. I got the... But I, but I, I've, oh, I've always been a, a huge admirer of what Tom does because, you know, when you say to me, oh, there's going to be a bass solo in the show, I go, great, I'll go get a hot dog. But then when you say Tom Peterson's going to play, you go, ooh, because it's it's like an orchestra when he plays. It's it's just spectacular. So this is a beauty. love it. Uh, Thank you. See. Let's see here. Schecter Guitars. Uh, let's see the specs. Let's see. Uh, oh, there's no price on it. But hey, if you go to SchecterGuitars.com, uh, it's the Doug Pinnock DP12 and uh, free shipping, by the way. <laughs> awesome. Which is which is very important. So I'm going to ask you two questions uh, mm -hmm. uh, that are sort of outside the realm of music. Uh, but uh, the first is the story of you meeting aliens. Is that a sincere story or is that one of these sort of but one of these, you know, rumors that I've been floating around, the story that I've always been told is as a kid, a ghost or an apparition showed up in your room and you had a real moment. And is yeah. that really? Yeah, it, it did happen. Um, oh, fascinating. I, I, there's, there's two things, three things that I remember when I was a child, really young. And two of them I remember one I remember when I was one and a half. The other I remember when I was three, and the other when I was uh, four. Um, and the one that I was three, the reason I knew that was because I was crying in my mother's lap, right? Uh, and it was dark outside. <clears throat> she left. She was thrown out, and she never came back for years after that. And she left when I was three. So I know that that's when that happened. So I'm in my bed sleeping and this tall being person comes up to me. He's white. He's got long white hair and he's really tall. Well, I'm a little kid, so everybody's mm -hmm. tall. He grabbed my hand and I remember my hand was, he had to hold my hand up way above my head right. so I could walk. I remember that clearly. And I was okay with it for a second. Then all of a sudden, I remember it was really, really bright outside. So bright, it was like I couldn't barely see. It was like we we're standing in the middle of noon. And I looked back and I saw our house in a, in a distance. And I got scared. I thought, my mommy's gone. I got to get back to my mommy. And I was freaking out really, really bad. So the next thing I remember, I was tugging and pulling at his hand. And then right after that, I was in her lap crying. Now, 
I thought, well, maybe it was Jesus because my family were Christian at the time. Right. Um, and I always remembered it. And I never really told anybody about it until way later in my life. But it always haunted me. This It scared me because I thought it was Jesus. And I got scared of Jesus. And I thought, well, why would I get scared of Jesus? Right. So that always was in the back of my mind my whole time I was a the time the whole time I was a Christian um but okay let's fast forward how many years I was in my 50s at this time I think I was watching um ancient not ancient aliens I was watching something on aliens and how the four drawings that all people who have been uh, abducted they 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 tell you what this alien looked like and there's only four of them which was really weird. And um, they pulled him up and it was the Grays and then there was the serpent people. And then there was this blonde, blue-eyed, tall, white-looking, uh, Anglo-Saxon-looking uh, pers- <laughs> uh, person with a white robe with boots on, with shoes on that, that, that kind of went up his leg like with straps. And he had long white hair and he had his, uh, uh, a gold belt on. And it was a white, um, white like robe kind of thing. And that's exactly what came to get me. So at that point, I go, okay, then I must have been abducted because maybe that's why I have so many night terror dreams. All my life after that, I would, people, oh man, anywhere I would stay with anybody, even at a hotel, it'd be so embarrassing. But I'll just start screaming like somebody's killing me. And Jeez. it freaks people out. I don't have it much anymore like I used to. Or at least nobody's telling me. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> That's got to be great I, on the tour bus. No, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, every, every, now, every now and then my roommates will say, well, we heard you in there yelling or something. I go, yeah, did you wake me up? No, freaked us out. I'm going, wake me up. That's all you got to do. You know, Snap yeah, me I'm, out of it. That's great. So, um, you know, some people think that it was in my mind, whatever, you know, no, it, no, no, it, no. I'll, I'll, uh, it's something happened to me. <laughs> yeah, no, listen, uh, Sammy Hager uh, tells the same story. If it happened to Sammy, you know, it happened. Uh, awesome. Uh, awesome. <laughs> now, oh, look at this. Uh, Zoom just told me that I have 10 minutes left. So uh, l- let me ask oh, you no. this. I know, I know. Um, a mutual friend of ours said that I have to ask you about the, the film, The Social Dilemma, and about how the internet and all that is going on. Uh, how intriguing do you find that, that film, The Social Dilemma, and this whole concept of social media doesn't yeah, really bring ch- us together, it tears us apart? No, it changed my whole life when I saw that. I don't see the internet the same way anymore. In fact, the only reason I'm on the Internet is because I have to be on the Internet. If it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be on it at all. I think it's 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 I thought it was going to be when when we first got the Internet, I always thought that it was going to be oh, everybody's going to get all this information. We're all going to get on the same page finally, which which that was naive, you know, because what (laughs) it did was come. Well, when money is involved and corporations are involved and the only way to make money is off of our dissension, Mm -hmm. then where else can you start it so so watching that movie just confirmed all the questions and all the problems i had with what i see is going on i don't know how we're going to fix it or how we're going to change it i'm horrified for kids you know <clears throat> i watch young kids and you know uh young friends i mean my my friends their kids and how they're 
their the way they look at life and TikTok and all this stuff. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it was, I mean, we were we were listening to Black Sabbath when we were kids and we were doing, you know, things that our parents were worried about. So I go, well, am I just worried about these kids are going to be okay? It, it still just kind of concerns me because it's more readily available and more in your face, you know? Yeah, it's in your back pocket. And, and talk right. about the new, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, the new normal that is going to happen in 20 to 30 years from now is very different and sort of like, mm, it's kind of yeah, scary. Have you noticed that people under under 30 or maybe, you know, I'm not going to say a number exactly, but I watch younger people walk like they don't they look they don't look down or look up or left or right and they're not even on their phones yeah. it's like we've learned to just look at this one thing and and just sense and it's not even listen to anything else a friend of mine one time i said something and he was on on he was doing this thing all afternoon and i i was talking i said Are you hearing me he goes what i said i've been talking to you and you're sitting there and you, like right here and he goes <laughs> oh man he, he said to me he Hold said on. to me, okay, go ahead. Sorry, the air conditioner turned on. I guess uh, it's getting hot in this room. That's bizarre. He said, yeah. to me in my, he said to me in my circle of friends, if somebody wants to tell me something, they go, hey, everybody, heads up. And then everybody looks up, and he'll tell them. But he said, if you don't do that, nobody's going to pay attention. It's what? like you can sit there and talk and do stuff, and they just act like you're not there. It's, it's scary. If this is the way the world's going to be, I'm kind of horrified. What about well, you, raising you, your children? <laughs> you know, somewhere in the uh, 70s and 80s, they started talking about cocooning, and that's going to be the future of the office. We're all going to be in our little cocoons. And we all went, yeah, sure. And it never happened. Yeah, and then the pandemic yeah. happened and went, right. you know, we're in my little cocoon. This is... <laughs> so, oh, every, everything's going along as planned. Yeah, as planned. That's yeah, so. all I can say. It's like... Again, I always say, follow the money. It's, there's no conspiracy. There's no government bullshit going on. There's it's all about cash. money. Cash. It's cold. And they all have their fingers in it. All yep. of them. Every one of those politicians. That's why we can't get nothing done, because they got investments and all that stuff. I mean, think, think about this. All those zillionaires who are not paying any taxes, but I got to pay my taxes and I can barely pay my bills. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, and, and, and no one seems to be really making any noise about it. They're, they're, they're too busy fighting over abortion rights and, hmm? and the word fuck and, 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 you know, uh, it, you hurt my feelings because you said, you know, some God. derogatory. I mean, they got us fighting over absolute bullshit when and while they're just raping us completely and everybody's just dumbass not paying attention. They really, really are. It's so sad. Well, the, in Quebec here, the latest controversy is that they want to have a Quebec citizenry, citizenry course in, in school and they're fighting about, well, there's no such thing as a Quebec citizen. They're Canadian citizens. So you can, and it's just like, really? Don't we have better things to do? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What? What? Jeez. Oh, I know. Let's, let, let's give every, get everybody jobs and then, <laughs> then get our kids in school so they can learn. Yeah. Uh, Maybe know, some healthcare. Skills. Healthcare wouldn't right. hurt. Right. Hey, uh, the uh, between uh, the uh, the zoom here is telling me I've got three minutes. So between um, the zoom we, and my air conditioner going? and your iPhone. Well, well, can I we could fix it. Can we do more? I, I'll talk longer. 
Oh, well, why don't we plan a second one? Because uh, okay. we'll tell the folks that Joy Bomb is available now. Yeah, it, it is absolutely. <laughs> well, we did get it in there. It is absolutely okay, terrific. Uh, every time we've had an interview, it's always been a pleasure. So let's yeah. do more. And uh, man, there's just uh, and, and I guess uh, let's go watch the social dilemma again, because I watched it, too. And it said, you know, when you're on there and the picture shows up, it, it registers that you looked at that picture. And I was like, oh, well, I'm going to stop looking at those pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, uh, Doug, toujours un plaisir, as we say, always a pleasure. And uh, let's do more. And I will fix this Zoom thing so it doesn't do what it did to us today. But uh, thank you, sir. Merci bien. Thank you so much. Merci beaucoup. Did I say that right? No. Yeah, merci beaucoup. You got it. Merci beaucoup. Yes. <laughs> yes. And let's let's get King's X on the, or 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 you or K whatever. Let's get it up here to uh, to Quebec and to Montreal and let's uh, let's rock out. Sounds like a deal. Cheers, sir. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Perfect. All right. Let me just stop recording. Okay. <laughs>